going to have to do some research. Uh, as I was reading this, it dawned on me that uh, um, the, the, the um, pious legends are that um, Mary and Elizabeth, of course, were kins, kinswomen, that they were cousins related somehow, that uh, um, Jer- um, Zachariah, the husband of Elizabeth, uh, was in the priestly caste uh, and uh, service at the altar. His um, division was the, the uh, tribe of Abijah, uh, and that tribe served, uh, that division served the temple, and it, as you may remember, it fell to Zechariah to offer the incense on uh, a particular day, and the angel appeared to him and said, Behold, you, you, your wife shall conceive, and you shall name him John, and, and all that. That happened in September. Well, if that's true, and they're related, uh, maybe that's why Joachim and Anne were, uh, in, or more than maybe, Joachim and Anne, uh, Joachim was said to be one of the priestly caste too, probably the same caste as uh, Zechariah, maybe then a little bit more that they knew each other. The reason this is all hitting me is because there's a beautiful church on the north part of um, the old city of Jerusalem, just north of the Temple Mount, uh, beside where they kept the sheep, uh, beside, uh, in fact, not too far, is called the Sheep Gate, uh, is where all the sheep came in, the, the, where the, the sheep would have been washed and cleansed and purified and then taken up onto the Temple Mount. Uh, the um, the uh, Portico of Solomon, and not the Portico of Solomon, the uh, Bethesda, the Baths of Bethesda are right there. And the, there was a church that was built by the Crusaders in the 12th century that uh, on that site where it said that Mary was born. The reason it all comes is because that, that church uh, is a beautiful church. It, acoustically, it's gorgeous. Anyone can sound good in that church. But more so, it's down below in the underside of that church is a cave where it is said that this is where the Blessed Mother was born. As we have these readings today and and, uh, with this long genealogy, and this traces Joseph's genealogy, uh, that's pretty certain. Luke's Gospel might trace, trace Mary's a little bit more closely, but this is Joseph's genealogy. We call to mind how Jesus really came out of a normal family. He had grandparents and great-grandparents and great-greats, and it could be traced back to Abraham. He was a normal Jew. Of course, he was more than normal, we know this, but he came out of what otherwise was a normal family. And so it's fitting that the Blessed Mother is only one of the three that we celebrate the nativity of, John the Baptist and Jesus, of course, being the other two. She was born. She really lived. She's not a pious legend. She's not a a hope that we have that there is someone. And yet, at the same time, that while we hear this genealogy, while we hear of this normal family, and if you pay attention, the women that are named are not normal. There's something different about all of them. Uh, Tamar was was, uh, raped. Ruth and uh, um, uh, just jumped out of my head. Um, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, 
or not. Uh, Ruth was a, uh, a pagan who embraced the Jewish faith, and uh, of course her husband, first husband died she, when she married um, uh, Boaz. Rahab was a prostitute. You see a pattern here? There's no one normal. And yet God, knowing what he was going to do, knowing his plan, chose to make a most perfect flower, perhaps, to be a little poetic about it, out of this family line, from which would come the fruit of the Son of God. It's fitting that we celebrate her birth this day. And it gives us hope, too, that somehow, despite all the normal of our life, or the abnormal of our life, whatever it is, that God can use us, too.